0: Hello and welcome back to Dad's Cavecast. I'm your host David Rosales. This week, uh, I was gonna talk about a little bit about gambling. Might be talking a little fast right now. I don't know why. I just finished my cut. Co- well, actually, I'm still drinking my coffee. But um, welcome back. And yeah, so I just I was thinking about gambling, and actually I kind of had a niche. I kind of wanna <laughs> wanna go to a casino or something, go play some poker. So my thing is um okay so gambling i've i've fuck i've gambled since i was a kid you know what i mean and where i come from where i grew up gambling was i don't want to make it seem like fucking everybody was throwing dice but we were <laughs> we were uh we were all always gambling it was when i was a little kid you know what i mean when i moved to the brown apartments um the first other than betting, you know what I mean? I bet you this, I bet you that, um, I used to play marbles. So marbles is a form of gambling, you know, it's a form of betting. Um, one of them would be, you know, you throw certain amount of marbles into a hole and you count evens or odds. And then whoever, uh, you know, heads or tails, essentially 50, 50 odd. But, um, so yeah, so gambling when I was a kid, the first form of gambling that I was doing was quarters. Now, if you don't know what quarters is, is uh, you get a quarter or a you know, a, um, well, fuck it, you know, yeah, quarter, twenty-five cent piece. And what you would do is, everybody would stand. when not, yeah, yeah, you could, you could, you could play with multiple people. Um, you would stand behind a line, right? And then there would be like a break in the cement or where cement hit a wall or even inside your house, right? Wherever the whole, uh, the floor met the wall, or even if it was a little bit more challenging would be if, if it was just a line on the ground. So there was no actual crack. You just kind of drew a line and let's say you stood 10 feet away, six feet away. Um, and you would throw the quarter and whoever got closest to the, the to the line um, ended up winning the throw. Right. So let's like say there was five people, everybody threw their quarter. Um, whoever was the closest picked up all the quarters, essentially making um, four quarters. You know, he threw his, that's the fifth quarter and whoever won, won a buck. And so you would just continue to do this, continue to do this. And you end up with a whole bunch of fucking quarters. But Um, that was like the first form of gambling that I can remember, um, that. And then after that, it was, it was dominoes. So bones, we would play bones. Um, there's a, there's a certain, okay. So with dominoes, there's strategy in it, right? So you, you block a line off, you cut off a line. Um, essentially there's seven. So, okay. How do I explain this? So if you don't know dominoes on dominoes, there is one through shit. I'm gonna fuck this up. I haven't played dominoes in a while. One through eight, I believe. Or one through nine. Um, someone's going to fucking flame me on this one. But anyways, uh, each number's got is represented seven times in the set. Right. So if you see five of the number fives out there and you got two in your hand, essentially, you know, you got, you have all, all the fives have been played because you got two in your hand. So what you could do is let's say you have a five and a one and one line goes to ends up with a one at the end, right? You, you could block that line because you have another five. So you put that one five which converts it from the one to the five, you have the last five in your hand. Um, so you have an out, right? That's your last piece. Nobody else can block that off. Um, and then you could throw that that one on top and then essentially, you know, give yourself an out. But anyways, there's strategy and bones. Um, people bet on that. And then uh, the other one was poker. It's a regular five card stud. You know, you, you get your five cards, you throw away a couple, um, let's say you throw away two and then they give you two and you make your best hand out of the five. That was the other one. And a short story about that is I used to see a lot of people play poker, uh, a lot of adults and the, the guy that raised me or raised us, uh, Alfredo, we used to call him foe cause my nephew couldn't say Alfredo. So he called him foe, uh, So that was his nickname, Full. Anyways, Alfredo would, he would, uh, I saw him try to hustle somebody once. And it was, it was a a dad of a neighbor, you know what I mean? So I saw them playing. And I noticed this. It was kind of weird. So they were, they were playing poker. And they were playing for money. But the, what you would consider chips, they were using, uh, popcorn gran- granules, you know what I mean? Uh, that was their, their chips. So I noticed that <laughs> Alfredo was throwing fucking some of those popcorn kernels in his mouth. And whenever he needed a little more, he would like spit a couple in, the, in his mouth and his hand and put it as a bet. Um, but I was like, Hey, you're not supposed to, I didn't say anything, but in my head I was thinking, Hey, you're probably not supposed to be doing that. But anyways, uh, yeah, since I was a kid, I was, I was seen gambling and poker Um, throwing, going back to when I was really young, probably like shit. I was still living over there by, by uh, uh, Alisar, Alisar street Um, or market. Yeah. Well, when it was, I was over there by the East side, right? Um, My dad, I do remember my dad used to go. He, he, used to go to his friends uh, auto business right and I don't know if it was like a Friday or Saturday Uh, and his name was El Gato so it was like now I think think it's called uh, Selena's Auto Sales or something like that and uh, I remember them playing poker or dominoes and whoever lost ended up buying the pizza essentially you know so it wasn't like a well from what I know is whoever lost, and I was like four years old. And uh I'll probably make a podcast about um having early memories and stuff when I was a kid, so how far back I remember. Anyways, uh so yeah, so I remember my my dad um before he took off, he would go there. I went there a couple times and he would give me a couple bucks. I run down to the Chinas, uh, Chinos fucking, uh, it wasn't Jen's. It was, uh, it was this little supermarket and they had these books on a side note. I was a kid. So I kind of remember it cause I would buy, uh, these Spanish books called Chistes and the Chistes were like kind of adult rated. <laughs> so I thought it was funny cause it was all illustrated cartoons with boobs and stuff, but it was a bunch of jokes in there. Um, so that's kind of why I remember my dad, uh, um, gambling, but, uh, so yeah, I, I remember gambling from way back then. And then, um, after that, you know, I didn't gamble cause I was a kid can't go to it's California. So there's no, there was no gambling back then. And then later on, um, I would end up in Vegas. You know what I mean? I would go to Vegas. It's an eight hour drive from Salinas. Um, you go through like death Valley and everything to, you know, five Bakersfield and you make your way out there that way. Um, so I would go to Vegas and the games that I ended up playing is I started with from home games. It would be poker, right? General fucking poker, just, um, regular old school poker, five card stud. Um, never really bet, but then 2000, what was it? 2004 ish. I might be wrong on that date, but around 2004, um, there was that big boom with world series of poker that WSOP. Um, and everybody was essentially, it was, it swept the nation. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody was trying to, trying to be in, uh, WSOP everybody had games going in their garages and everything and uh since I I love poker from the get-go you know so I was I was kind of entrenched with that too and so yeah 2004 hit we were all watching uh WSOP on 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 the tv and uh I was playing I was playing on poker stars uh, the online, um, poker game, whatever. Uh, I think it was poker stars. You know, well anyways, it was one of the, the first ones. And then there was go, go dog or something like that, or something like, I don't know, but it was mainly, uh, poker stars that I was playing on later on. I figured out that, or I found out that, uh, they had a big lawsuit because they had a bot that would essentially like cheat and, and take you for the money for your money. And I put quite a bit of fucking money in there. I was, uh, me and James were always playing on that fucking thing. i would throw a $20 bill in there and play pennies, um, just to make it last. And I would, I would win pretty good, but I would also get like bad beats. And now I understand that it was probably like that fucking, that robot program that they had in there. It acted like a, a player and it would get like a cooler, You know what I mean? So a cooler is like, let's say you have a good fucking hand, like second best, and they would get like the best, you know what I mean? Just like slightly edge you out and fucking take your, take a big pot. But anywho, um, yeah, so I would, I would frequent Vegas, uh, once I turned 21 and I would play blackjack, uh, play, I didn't really play back then texas hold'em um that came like in 2006 um and then i would play blackjack blackjack i would play roulette and a little bit of the slots i wasn't big into the slots i don't like sitting there and just fucking racking them out um it's all computer generated some people say it's like it pays off certain times of the day and other people are they're like oh it's fucking random but I don't I don't really trust it. It's all computerized. <clears throat> so that means somebody could fucking hack it, you know what I mean? There's somebody in the back end. Um so so yeah, essentially that's pretty much what it is is uh blackjack Texas um roulette. I never got into craps. I want to I want to fucking learn how to play craps. It, it seems like it's intricate. But it's fun. And then once you get it, you're able to make money on it. Um, That's kind of how it seems. But I never really got into it. Uh, So let's go down the list. Right. So back then, as soon as I turned 21 and everything, I was going to Vegas and everything. So what I would play is blackjack. And there's an etiquette with blackjack. You know what I mean? You sit down. You can watch the game. Like, let's say you walk up to a table and minimum bets like. I can let's go with a small one right it's a five dollar minimum and it's a thousand dollar max right so each hand or each spot in each hand you could play a minimum of five up to a thousand and those numbers change you know high rollers is like 10,000 minimum to quarter million or well you know whatever the fuck it is but so what you do is, let's say you walk up to a table. Uh, I forgot how many spots there were. I think there's like seven, maybe, or five or seven. So you walk up to the table. You can watch for a second, for a minute or two, just watch how the cards are coming out. They have single deck, three deck, seven deck, and they might have more, or you know, but they have multiples of decks. And I think that helps out with people card counting and card counting. That's like essentially you seen how many cards have come out and you keep a tally in your head about, uh, so many tens are in the, in the game. So many cards that are considered 11 and so many fours or, you know what I mean? And if you have it in your head, like all the fours already came out, let's say it was a single deck, all the fours already came out and you need a four Well, odds are that the fourth ain't coming, right? Because you already saw him walk them out. So before it gets shuffled back in. um, So if they already all came out, then the odds are you're not going to get it. So you're not really going to, you know, hit. So there's there's a numbers game. And that's why they put multiple decks in there, because four could come out. But there's still, let's say, I don't know how many decks you're playing, but let's just say three, three decks, and so, there would be 12 fours, you know, four times three. And let's say you saw four come out, you still have eight in the deck, so the odds are different. And So, you know, you, it makes it a little bit harder to count the cards. So, anyways, you can watch the game. You can watch it for as long as you want. You don't have to fucking sit down. If you like how the cards are coming out, you sit down, right? And when you do that, the dynamic of the table changes, right? So let's say there was three people playing and there was position 1, 2 and 3 and then there's the dealer so there's four four people playing essentially, right? Three people plus the house. And let's say you sit down in position 2. So now what happened is you took the second guy's cards, second guy took third guy's cards, fourth guy took um the dealer's cards and the dealer essentially is a new spot so now there's more cards coming out first first person nothing happened to him he's still kind of getting the same deck uh cards right but now the other players like it's, it doesn't really change anything but it's it's a etiquette thing so you sit down nobody's gonna give a shit when you first sit down like it's cool just sit down cool keep playing you know the deck's gonna get shuffled anyways um, so you play, you play, you play, and you you feel like you're getting beat all the fucking time, right? Let's say you feel that way. This is a big no, no. Okay. Don't get up out of position two, walk over and sit where like past where the third one or the second guy sat. It's a big no, no. It's almost like a fuck you to the next player or the player next to you. Because essentially what you're doing is you're taking his cards, right? And it's all of you against the house. You're not playing against the other players. So when you do that, it's like people are just fucking scoop and walk because it's a bullshit move. You're like, fuck everybody. This guy's winning. I'm going to take his cards, which is, it's an asshole move because you're not playing against him. You're playing against the house. You know what I mean? So you're just being a dick. So that's etiquette. So if you ever go to Vegas or wherever they have, uh, uh, blackjack, um, don't do that. Don't stand up. and fucking walk over, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other etiquette things to where you don't want to do. Um, I don't know them all. I'm not a fucking professional, but I do know that one at least. And that's kind of an asshole move. Um, the other one too, is if you don't know the rules, you might fuck up the game for everybody else. You know what I mean? So being if you're hitting on stuff where you need a split or you need to hold on because whatever the dealer's showing and because you don't know what you're doing, you take a certain card that would have bust the dealer. Like, let's say the dealer is on a 17 and dealers have to hit on 17 or something or a soft 17 or whatever. And you take the card because you're trying to make 21 or close to 21, but the dealer is showing a seven. Um, Everybody's like, don't do anything. Let the dealer, because the dealer has to forcibly, because of the rules of the, the casino, he has to hit. So everybody's like, OK, cool. Don't fucking take any cards. Just let the dealer do what he's got to do. And if he if he busts, we all fucking win. Do you know what I mean? But if you're trying to just not play the board and, and you're trying to get your numbers up to like close to 2021 and you take a card, like, let's say you bust, right. Or you get it close to 19. You took two cards. I don't know. You, you got, I don't know, like a eight and a six, right? So you're up to 14 you're like, oh, it's you know, it's low, and he's showing a seven. I, I need to get it up, you know. the The problem is, is he has to hit. the The house has to hit. Um, and let's say you, you, you're like, oh, fuck it, I gotta hit because I'm so low. I'm at a fourteen. I have to hit. Um, and I might not be seventeen. I might be like a soft thirteen for the deal. Sorry about that. I had my daughter walk in. <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, what was I saying? So, so, yeah. So if you have a 14, you think you need to beat that, that 17, um, everybody is not getting any cards. So let's say you do, you do hit, right? You're like, give me a card. I need to hit. You pick up a 10, a Jack or whatever you bust. Cause you hit 24 and then the dealer has to hit, he hits a four, he gets 21. So then he fucking racks the whole fucking table. Everybody's going to be pissed at you because you could have just sat there and not done a fucking thing set at 14. The dealer would have hit. He would have picked up your Jack, your 10. He would have bust and everybody at the table would have got paid off. So that's another thing where you have to kind of know how to play the game because the ignorance of ignorance is bliss and it's cool. But if you're ignorant to the rules and how to play the game, you could cost money, uh, people money. In a situation of gambling, you know what I mean? Especially in Vegas, um, because the, the casinos kind of want that. They want somebody to walk up that doesn't really know what they're doing. And it's almost like it's, it's a two team play. You know what I mean? The guy that doesn't know and the house now the house the house has all the money. So since they have all the money, um, they could keep fucking rolling the dice and eventually you know, law of averages—they're gonna win more than they're gonna lose. You know, so so there's etiquette with blackjack, and I learned this. Uh, there's a couple more out there. I don't—I'd eh, have to kind of look it up. But um, I haven't played blackjack in a long fucking time. I'm in Illinois, and they have casinos. They have uh, their boats, so they're not really on land. So they're kind of in the gray spot of legal legal things. So they're able to have, you know, casinos on the water now. So there's etiquette there with blackjack, right? Now there's other unwritten rules um, as far as etiquette goes with blackjack, right? So, you know, there's certain ways of like with anything in, in Vegas, there's certain things where, you know, don't touch the chips after, after the, the bet's been placed, after you got your cards, don't touch the fucking chips, There's a lot of of ways when you touch the chips that you could actually increase or throw another chip or palm a chip and then, you know, up your uh your bet. So that's kind of why they don't want you to touch the shit. Or the chips anyways. You know, as far as chips go, um when you bet with multiple denomination of a chip, let's say you got twenty five, five, tens, hundreds, fifties. Um let's say you bet 75 or you bet. Yeah. Let's say 75. You got five fives and a 50, right? So what you want to do is you put the 50 on the bottom and then the five fives on the top. So that's kind of how you stack it. Um, That's general etiquette for Vegas or even for casinos. You know, Um, there's general etiquette for chip handling, card handling. Um, If you're playing a card game, You want to look at what your card is and then just leave it. You put it down. Don't touch it. Don't fiddle with it. Don't bring it out of the table. Don't, you know what I mean? They don't want people fucking around too much with the cards. That's just general etiquette. But so, yeah, so blackjack, there's unwritten rules. There's a proper table etiquette. um, There's betting from behind. Not a lot of people let that uh, go. And what it is, is let's say there's seven people on the table. It's a hot table they some casinos some casinos you got to ask you know what i mean but let's say you really want to play that table you could bet from behind so let's say the player sitting at the table is betting and it's a full table you could put a bet behind that guy and he'll bet he'll play the cards but you you're essentially you're piggybacking and you're betting with that guy so if that guy wins you win do you know what i'm saying um a lot of people don't know about that which is it's called back betting. Um uh let's see. So yeah, so that's kind of my like blackjack. You can make a lot of fucking money with blackjack. You could you and it's a denomination that you bet. So if you uh, and we'll, you know it's kind of a duh with <laughs> the denomination part, but if you let's say let's say you're betting $1 chips, $5 chips, right? And you're winning. You're just fucking winning and winning and winning. Now, if you just, and this is the downfall of it too, if you were just to up to 25s and 50 chips, and you just treat it like it's a $1 and a $5 chip, and you're winning and winning and winning, and you're not really going on tilt because you feel like, oh my God, it's so much money on the table. You just play it like it's a fucking chip, and you could win and win and win. The multiplication of how much you're actually winning is, well, it would be like 25 fold, right? So that's, so if you're able to win, like, let's say a hundred dollars with just $5 chips and you up that to a $50 chip and you bet the same amount, like four chips every time, 20 bucks or, you know, fuck be $200 if it was a 50 chip then, and you're able to win a hundred bucks, then you just multiply that by the 10. You know what I mean? Um, or you lose it, but you're going to lose it a lot faster. So it's that trade-off and that's, that's the thing with Vegas and well, not fuck. I keep saying Vegas, but gambling institutions, um, Atlantic city, you know, casinos and stuff is the fact that you have a chip. Now, when you have a chip, you don't treat that fucking chip like a wad of cash. You treat it like a fucking chip. Like who the fuck cares? You you treat it like we used to treat Bitcoin in the early two thousands or whenever the fuck it came out. Right. Cause I heard about it when fucking 2000 uh, like 2004, 2006 that time, you know, before I moved out here, I, I learned about fucking Bitcoin. I didn't think it was going anywhere, but everybody on the internet kind of treated it like it was chips. Like it was nothing. So you just flung those things around, you just threw them around. It was like nothing, and now it's just, everybody is like, it's a seven. I don't even know what it's up to, like twenty thousand of fucking fuck Bitcoin. But back then we treated it like casino chips, like it just it didn't mean shit. It was just nothing. So that's the good and the bad. Is like you could separate yourself from monetizing that chip to just being like i have a stack of chips and if you want to color up and what color up means is let's say i have 25 we'll keep it simple i have 25 red five dollar chips and you want to chip up you tell the the dealer you're like hey can you chip me up and he'll take those that five five dollar chips and give you a green 25 five dollar chip or green 50 well whatever the you know the amount of money it is that's called chipping up so if you don't want to carry a whole rack of uh one dollar chips five dollar chips you just tell me hey, can you rack uh to chip me up and then he'll he'll give you the biggest denomination pretty much or can you chip me up to 25s and then he'll give you as many 25s as you got money out there so that's like another term that you know if you go to vegas or casinos you'll you'll uh, pick up on um, and we say that a lot in the poker table now, after that, after blackjack, my other game was roulette. Now I'm big on roulette. I fucking love roulette. Now I could run the fucking, I, I would run a table, but here's the thing with roulette. It's a, I think it's a 36 to one win. So you have 36 numbers on the table, right? Now, if you never If you never played roulette, uh, it it is essentially a table with 36 numbers alternating red and black. So one starts off with black, then red, two, three is black, four, you know, alternate. You have a zero and a lot of them have double zeros. And then what happens is... You have a roulette ball and, uh, the thing that spins around, right now around the, that, that carousel, they spin the ball, the ball spinning around, spinning around. Meantime, the roulette, the, the carousel is going around and around the diameter of that thing. It's got all the numbers. It's got the double green, green on opposite corners and then it's got all the numbers, you know, in between that. Now, wherever the ball falls down, um, wherever the ball falls down, that's the number. You know what I mean? So if you put a dollar on, let's say, number 11, right in the center, d- number 11, um, and let's say it lands on 11, you'll get 36 bucks. You won 36. You know what I mean? One to one, 36 to one odds. Now you could split the, the money so you could put it in between eight and 11. So it will be a 50 cent bet. You could split in between 11 and 12, 50 cents split between both of those. Right. Um, and then they have a minimum. They have a minimum for inside and a minimum for outside. So on the outside, what you would have is like, there's a bet that says one to 18, Right. So if you put a ten dollar bill or well, the minimum, let's say the minimum was minimum bet of ten dollars. I don't know how small the the betting is, but minimum bet of ten dollars outside inside. Essentially, what they're saying is you have to place a minimum of ten dollars to bet outside or bet inside of the numbers. Pretty simple, right? Um, And then they'll have a maximum. And then what it is, is let's say it's a minimum bet of $10 on the outside. You have red, black, and people think that's a 50, 50. It's kind of like a 46% chance of winning. Cause you have a black, uh, I mean, uh, you have the green, which is a zero or a double zero, right? So that's two other additional numbers where the ball fall changing the percentage of win loss rate, right? So if it was just red and black numbers, no green, then yes, it's a 50-50, right? Because they could only land on either a red or a black. Now, when you throw greens in there, instead of 36 numbers, you have 38. If you have double green, 38. If you have one green, 37. It's one more place it could actually fall, the ball being, they could get into that slot. Now, um, what happens is it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a stigma or if it's kind of like, bad juju but usually people uh they'll bet they'll bet whatever and then throw like a buck on green just in case just to cover your ass because that's kind of like a reset a lot of people start betting 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 and forget about the greens and then as soon as it hits the green everybody loses their fucking money right um so on the out going back to the outside you have one to 18 you got 19 to 36 right so you can bet half the fucking board or half the other board. Now, mind you, 1 to 18 doesn't have 0 on there. And 19 to 36 does not have 0 on there either. So you still have to put money on 0. Or double 0. We'll just keep it with 0. You know what I mean? And then you have, you could bet even, or you could bet odd. You could bet red, or you could bet black. Um, and then there is, so that's, that's like the what you would consider the 50-50s, right? The, like, Red or black, uh, even or odd, and then half the board up or half the board down. So high numbers or low numbers. Um, the way I bet, oh, and then the inside, you have to bet a minimum of like let's say ten dollars. Um, so you, let's say you have one dollar chips, you bet a minimum of ten. of Those one dollar chips will get you the minimum of of the ten dollars. So you could put it on one, four, seven. 18, 21, 24 and then another four for wherever you want, right? So a lot of people do your birthday your how many kids you got your kids' birthdays, your grandma's birthday you know what I mean? And that's their favorite numbers and that's all they fucking play that's all they play is those fucking numbers and they play the odds you know, and they might lose a thousand dollars but they might hit once and they're like oh, you know, I made <laughs> I made, fuck, I don't know you know 350 bucks they feel excited about that but you put in a thousand you're still in the negative fucking negative, and that's the, the trick of vegas or casinos you get a big chunk but you, your investment is way bigger than what you got in return so they're still winning um if you're real meticulous about it like see how much you brought in see how much you take out write it down if you frequent vegas or casinos And, you know, write that down and see if you're in the plus and the in the black, you know, which would be the positive. So. So, yeah, so then you have you could bet on the inside the way I play it and I'm going to give my secret out. It's not really a secret, but this is the way I play it. And then there's systems, right? There's systems where they have a certain set amount of numbers and then you always bet those fucking numbers. And it's the same thing this will be the same thing with what I'm about to say here with any of the games and how you play Vegas or casinos or gambling, right? The denomination that you play and the frequency that you win is vital to how much you make. Right. And it's pretty simple to say, but not a lot of people see it that way. So if you're always winning, you're always fucking winning up the number of the chips or the dom- denomination of the chip. So what you win is the gap. Like the percentage is bigger. The percentage is still the same. It's not going to change the denomination. will. so if, if you only play like, and then there's, here's a poker thing, uh, like a one, three set or a five, five tens. Um, Put a zero up behind it if you're winning quite a bit and now you're winning 10%. So if you won like, let's say a thousand, but you multiplied the chips by 10. Now, you now you're winning 10,000. You know what I mean? And if, if you're confident and that's how you're making, but you're still, that's the, the flip side is you could lose 10% right away. So like, let's say, you know, whenever you dip down 40 bucks, You're dipping down 400. So you got to, you know, make sure that you're not, you don't see it. Like I said before, as money, you see it as chips. You see it as the currency to which how you play the game. You know what I mean? See it as a video game, like, oh, I need so many credits, right? And you see it as credits. You don't see it as money. You don't really go on tilt. Like you don't look at it as this is my fucking mortgage or this is my house payment, "My, my car payment, you know? Anyways, sidetracked there, but let's go back to fucking giving you guys how I play uh, roulette. So the way I play it, I play it by the thirds, right? So you could play thirds the, the long way or you could play thirds where you, you know, the short way, which is uh, the one to 36 is a long board. So you could either play it. The one, four, seven, ten, thirteen, sixteen, 13, 16. And I'm going down the board. If you guys are following me or I could play first 12, second, 12, third, 12, right? 12 being 12 numbers. So you break it up by those squares. So those squares pay two to one. So let's say I had 20 bucks, right? At $20, And I went over and I played the second 12. So that would play all the numbers between 13 and 24. So let's say the ball landed on 16, which I win. I put 20 bucks there. He's going to give me $40 plus my 20. That's a two to one. So I scoop up and I have 60 bucks in my hand, right? So if it landed anywhere between 13 and 24 being red or black, I win It's two to one. The problem is that there is twice the number of numbers that if it landed, I would lose. So the odds of me winning being why it's a two to one is more of a, he's a 66. His it's more like, let's just say uh, if there was no zero, He's more of a 66% chance of winning to my 33. That's why he's giving me a two to one. See what I'm saying? So I'm giving him the odds of him hitting is two numbers to my one number. Right. So that, you know, that corresponds to the two to one. Now, what I do is I see that and I see, well, hold on a second. Like I want to be the house. So I want to flip it. Right. I want the house to lose to me because the house always fucking wins. The longer you go. The problem is when they win, they win. That's it. They took all my fucking money. That's on the table. Now, what I do is my $20. I'll put on the first 12 and the second 12. Right now, what I do is I watch the board and I see where it's hidden and I see the, the, the regularity of where it's hitting, right? It might hit at the top third. uh, two quarters, or am I hit at the bottom two quarters? So I'll look at that, right? And we're just looking at top and bottom or the long way. Now I'll bet it on first 12, second 12. Now what happens is now I have like a 66% chance of winning to his 33, right? But Let's say I put it on first 12, second 12, and it lands on five, which is red five. So I win there. I only bet 10. So he gives me 20 on top of my 10. That's 30 bucks. And he takes my second 12 money. That's another 10 that he's going to take because I lost there. So if you look at it, I came in with 20 bucks. And after that first roll, I took 30. So I won 10 bucks. So I put up. Instead of a two to one win, it's a 0.5 win, right? I put up 20 bucks and I got, I won $10. So for me putting $20 up, I, I won $10. You know what I mean? But my odds were way higher. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm looking at it for the long run for the, you know, a lot of wins, a lot of small wins. So that's essentially how I look at it. And. I'll have better odds of winning and I win a lot. Uh, I, I win a lot. It's a slower win. It's a slower burn, but it's more of a guaranteed burn. And it's not guaranteed is, is a bad term, especially in gambling. It's not a guaranteed. The odds are better on my, my favor, right? So, um, usually when I do this, I go on winning streaks and then people notice, and then they start betting behind me. Well, not behind me, but where I'm betting, doing the same like um they do the same betting strategy like they i'll bet and then they'll put their chips in the same area now after the dealer sees this or the or the pit boss or whoever or the manager he'll call for a dealer change and as soon as they do that and it's happened more times than not as soon as they do that it'll land where i'm not betting so I'm betting on one, two. One, I mean, uh, first 12, second 12, and I'm winning, 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 winning. I'll win like fucking 10 in a row. And when I do that, whatever I started with, or I doubled, I'll put that in my pocket. I won't play with that. So I'm already in the plus right now. I'm playing, playing with their chips. Whatever I win is all money, you know? So, excuse me, when, uh, they call a second dealer, different dealer. I scoop my chips and I I just watch. And then sure enough, now the betting, the, the, the number sequence that it's landing on is way different. And usually when people kind of stick around, they're like, no, it's still going to be doing the same thing. It's a different dealer. Like the equation has changed. Stop. You you can't get married to whatever you're doing because if they change, you change. You have to, you have to adapt to whatever the situation is. Don't get emotional about it. And then I've, I've won that way more than not. Now, interesting a fucking weird story was I was in Vegas with my primo and, uh, well, my cousin lives out there. So there was one point where we we're just walking through a casino and, and, uh, I had a hundred, he had a hundred, we had more than a hundred, but you know, so we're walking through and this table was just fucking packed. Everybody's like crammed around this thing. And, uh, obviously pre-COVID <laughs> everybody's crammed around this fucking thing and the table is full of cash full of fucking money everybody's playing I don't know if everybody's winning but it's full of fucking cash and I walk by and I go fuck it a uh, hundred on, on red right so I throw a hundred on red and he goes fuck it i am betting against you and he goes a hundred on black and he puts hundred on black and the, the boss spins right And usually, when it spins, you still have a couple minutes—not a fucking couple minutes, a couple seconds—before the dealer like waves his hands and says, "No more bets." And what he does is he waves over the table, like, "Hey, no more bets, no more bets, it's done." You still have a couple seconds before that happens, so the ball is rolling, and then you're able to uh, to throw some money up there. Um, So while right before he fucking said "No more bets," he goes, "My cousin goes." Wouldn't that be some shit? Fucking hit double green. <laughs> I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! Don't say that." And it fucking landed double green. Everybody just turned and looked at us with this glare because the whole table just got fucking raped. Uh, you know, racked. They just took all the chips off of everybody. We both lost a hundred bucks, and it was like, "Oh fuck," you know. So we just kind of like walked away. But you know, just don't say that. It's another fucking etiquette thing. Don't. Don't jinx the fucking table, you know, on craps. Don't fucking hit the, the, don't fuck with the, the dice roll. Don't hit, you know, don't fuck with anything. Like it's, uh, Vegas and gambling. It's very superstition based. Everybody wears their lucky fucking underwear with that testicle hanging out because it's all ripped up. But, uh, yeah, no. So that was, that was a fucking, that was a funny story that happened there. But anyways. So yeah, it's essentially that's my system. There's better systems out there, but this one's done done me pretty good. You know, I've had fun with playing playing like that. Not going to the big. I should probably just do a podcast on this alone on the uh, on uh, or an episode on uh, Texas Hold'em. So, and so yeah, going back now, Texas Hold'em. Let's see, where do I start? I kind of already started you know I was watching Texas Hold'em WSOP when it first started and then I had a basic understanding because of regular uh um regular poker like stud or whatever the fuck it is the five card draw um and then we would play five card no draw you know and just kind of roll the dice and so so I was always intrigued with poker I always fucking love poker. I like sitting around the table having a couple beers, bullshitting, playing poker. Um now house games Fuck, where do I start? So yeah, so I watched WSOP, you know, I every fucking everybody watched WSOP. And then I played online and then I would play with my friends. So I would play with my friends um you know we had the chips set up the table played cards and everything had a couple of beers you know enjoyed a friday night or a saturday night and then uh the primo fucking we start we all started playing all the cousins right and we we're playing at my primo Zeddy's house so i think it got to the point where it was i want to say three tables packed And the buy-in, we have tournaments. So the buy-in would be, um, let's say 50 bucks. 50 buck buy-in. And I think it's a nine-person table. Um, I could be wrong on that. I kind of forgot. It's been so long since I played fucking um, Texas Hold'em. Anyways, um, and so yeah. So it's been such a long time since playing Texas Hold'em. But I think it's a nine-seater, right? Nine people. And... um, so nine times let's say a hundred bucks just for shits and giggles fuck I don't think it was that much so 900 bucks on the on the on the tournament table right so what would happen is fuck no that's nine nine people 100 bucks 18 27 so I don't think it was up that high but let's just say for shits and giggles 2700 dollars um and it would Payout first, second, third. So fifty percent for first, which would be what thirteen fifty, and then second would be twenty five percent, and then something something. And hey, we had a fucking breakdown. But um, so we got to playing. um I would play poker in Vegas. I wasn't the best, but there was there was a couple times when. I got decent enough to where I called the guy's hand blind because I saw how he was playing and I called it blind. You know, I was like, I think it was a 10, seven offsuit. And he fucking looked at me. <laughs> I was like, fuck, did I hit it? He goes, yeah, that's what I got. And so I was like, I was like, okay, I'm doing pretty good at, as far as tells. And then, so anyways, let me, let me go back. Um. So, yeah, so I play with my friends, play online. Whenever I went to Vegas, I would play on their satellite tournaments. And at one of the tournaments, I actually made it to the top three, um, which I could have kept going and seen seen if I would have got first or second. I almost took one guy out, but it was so late. I think the game, the tournament lasted for like five, six and a half hours that I uh, that we all three of us were we all just fucking. Uh, chopped it up, you know what I mean? I was like, I'll take third. You guys take second, first, whatever. And I won like... Oh, how much was it? I think it was a um, $60 entry or a $40 entry. There were so many fucking people. There was like 200 people playing. I got top third. Um, I think I made like twelve or $1,300. Something like that. Um, but anyways... Uh, yeah, so I was playing... Texas Hold'em, and then uh, I would go around that time seeing, I could probably look up when Bay 101 uh, opened up, because that's kind of where I would go. Now, Bay 101, I remember fuck, I was there for like opening weekend, and Bay 101, if nobody's ever been to it, um, that is off of the 101 in San Jose. I would there was times where I would get out of work, right? And I would jump on the bike. i get out of work, jump on the bike, go up one oh one and it's right next it's off of the exit where uh the airport's at. So you get off where you're about to go to the airport, you would take a left, and then you it's like a short short road and you kinda you can see it off the fucking highway but, uh, yeah, Bay 101, I would go there, play cards. It was a, it was a card house. They had Pai Gao. What else would they have? Um, fuck that. It was mainly like a big card room. It's super fucking nice there. Um, but I would take the bike up there and, and, you know, drop like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing crazy, but I fucking love Bay 101. And there was, uh, But one time, I don't know if they were all kind of swinging by, but there was a couple poker pros that were coming through. Um, I think there was like a layover and I was there fucking, uh, who was it? Shannon Elizabeth was there. She fucking walked by me. That bitch is fucking tall, but (laughs) or I'm just short. I don't fucking know one of the two. Right. Um, but she's a pro now and i think at that time it was like she was barely getting into it so she walked by she had a couple of people with her um i think it was her and the crybaby fucking whoever the fuck that crybaby guy that's all i remember is some professional fucking uh, poker player that's always bitching and complaining about bad beats um let me see poker crybaby who the fuck is it Phil Hellmuth fuck I just typed that in see everybody knows him as that so her and Phil Hillmuth was there were there um, I wasn't playing high stakes I was only playing like 3-5 and uh, every once in a while it was five, ten. now essentially with when I say 3-5 is small blind big blind right so if you don't know Texas Hold'em there's so many videos but you could, you know, YouTube it. Uh, small blind would be three dollars. Big blind would be five dollars, and then you bet. I think increments of, no, I think it was three six. Yeah, I think it was three six. You you would bet in increments of six dollars, I think, for betting. So yeah, I would frequent Bay 101. um Now I think there's there's a couple of fucking there was a card house in Salinas that I never really went to. Um, I think it was kind of, uh, underground thing. Never got into it. And then when I went back to visit a couple of years back, my nephew got in Texas Hold'em. And I, I think there's a, a card place there in, in, in Salinas somewhere. Now, um, the thing with Texas Hold'em was sometimes me and James, a friend of mine, we would, uh, we would go and and the thing that me and him would do, well, there was towards the end there instead of us, like just dumping money and like, uh, not going in with a plan. I told him, look, man, how much are you going to bet? How much are you going to try to throw down? You know, you know what I mean? And he would say like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 80 bucks, whatever. And then I would have my number, like a hundred, 150, whatever. Just, uh, start off with that and the goal was either you lose you lose the set amount that you wanted to play with right you chip in for that amount and chip you know what would happen is you walk into the, the let's say bay 101 you go up to the counter and you tell them hey put me on the list name mike Wazowski, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself right um, Drew David Rosales, whatever. Um, they would put you on the list. Whenever a seat would come up, they'd call you over the intercom. You walk up, Hey, I'm here. Uh, once you didn't answer like three or four times they go on to the next person. Anyways, that's essentially how it works. You sit down at the table, put down how much you want to buy in for, and they give you the chips and away you go. So Let's say I wanted to spend, I determined I wanted to spend 150 bucks. I would go in, get my table. I get called or he get called and we sit down, put your 150 bucks on the table. They give you the chips um, and then you start playing, right? The thing that we would do towards the end there is like either you lose the 150, like if I can lose it all. Or you can get up, whatever you want to do, you know, save $20, you want to eat something. Or get up once you double up, right? Because you can have it both ways. You can start losing, go on tilt. And there's a term on poker and actually in any fucking gambling situation is you start to, to lose or you have bad beats and you get emotional about it, Right? Like you want to get it back. It's your money. You want to get it back. And then you'll dump more money than you have to lose. And then you go on tilt and you're making emotional bets. And then people are just calling your fucking your calls out. They can see that you're fucking on tilt. And it's like you're starting to bleed in, in, in a pool of fucking sharks. You know what I mean? And they could all smell it. So that's what's going on tilt is. So let's say. It it could happen both ways. You could start losing. Let's say I I get a bad beat for 50 bucks of my 150, right? And I just started and I I get emotional, you know, like anybody, fuck, you know, I just got beat. It was a bad beat. I should have had that fucking thing. The guy called me with nothing and he fucking, he sucked me out on the fucking river. You know what I mean? So that could put somebody on tilt unless you got your emotions all on check. And you play it like a numbers game or, you know, you just don't get too fucking emotional about it. So you can go on till either way. If you're going down on money on chips, you go on tilt, make bad calls, bad decisions. And then you lose more chips. And then it's just a, a bad situation where you're just it's a bad fucking cycle. Um, or you could go on the opposite. You could have got lucky. Right. I mean, you fucking suck out on somebody and you get emotional and you're like, oh, my God, you know, I'm winning money. I'm winning money. And you and you start making bad decisions and then you get caught. Right. So you could be winning, winning, winning. And you let your guard down. And you start chatting up too much and showing your towels and, you know, being kind of ballsy about it. and it's Just a bad fucking sport about it. And it's not even a bad sport, but you're. You're showing people more than you should because in poker it's almost like they're all non non uh how do you say it like nobody's got a degree in psychology but everybody's not a professional but like uh knows a little bit about psychology because they're all kind of watching you and looking at your tells there was one time i was playing i was just looking at a guy's fucking jugular right so a card came out and i saw that fucking jug just start fucking pumping and i was just like oh fuck the guy hit a set right so then he bet into me a little bit and i threw him away i'm like hey nice set and he looked at me i was like i knew he got the set of tens and i still fucking remember what it was you know what i mean he had pocket tens a 10 came out he got his blood pressure came up and i was looking at his fucking juggler just pump away and i was like okay he's got me beat you know what i mean but it's stuff like that. It's how a guy acts. He's acting a certain way. And then all of a sudden he gets real twitchy or real sight. Doesn't want to look at you. He's just looking down. Thinks he's, if he's acting fucking strong, he's fucking weak. You know, he's posing. Uh, if he's acting weak, he's probably fucking strong. So it's all towels. You know what I mean? If the guy just starts playing with his ring finger a little bit too much, if it's just all towels, you know, And everybody at that poker table, if they're taking it seriously, they're studying psychology, they're studying fucking mannerisms, they're studying how a guy's eye shift, if he touches his fucking mouth, if he talks a certain way, if his pitch of his voice goes up. This is all shit that I that I started trying to uh, pick up on. And to a point, it was almost like second nature. You start picking up on this stuff. Um So, so anyways, they're all pretty much just looking at your tells. You know what I mean? Uh, there's books made out on this stuff. It's just, it's almost like everybody is, is practicing to tell if anybody's lying to them. So that's, that's poker kind of in a nutshell. The thing that I like about uh, Texas Hold'em anyways, not just poker, but, um, Texas Hold'em is the fact that it's multifaceted. You know what I mean? You could, the guy that does not know anything could win because of the cards, because of the cards that were dealt. The guy that knows a lot couldn't push the guy around. It's more of the information that's known, right? So if you know how to manipulate somebody and make them feel or think that you're stronger than you are and you got them beat, they might have the best hand, right? well, actually not even the best hand. They could have the best hand between both of you. Let's say he doesn't have the nuts, right? And the nuts being the best possible hand that you can have with the set amount of cards that are on the table. So you have the flop, the turn, and the river. So you have five cards out on the table and you have two in your hand. Make the best five card hand out of the seven all together, right? So the ones in the middle, community cards, the ones that you have specific to you, and the ones that he has or whoever it is specific to them. So that's essentially text hold. And there's rounds of betting, right? Preflop, flop, turn, river. So you got four preflop, flop, turn, river. Yeah, four four rounds of betting. Um, and then you got calls and raises and, you know, stuff like that. Check through. Um, Now. Yeah, so. Texas Hold'em is pretty much the game that I like. Now, when I moved to Illinois, I had an option. Now, I had a job lined up in Illinois. I wanted to move to Vegas. And so, if I moved to Vegas, I could have been a Texas Hold'em player, worked at a casino, Um. Or I could have came out here and be responsible and, and, uh, you know, have a job and do what I had to do. Um, so I came out here, but the other option was me moving to Vegas and trying to pursue, um, being a professional gambler or poker player. Let's say poker player, right? Cause gambling isn't really the thing. The thing about poker is, like I said, there's a gamble in it because you could get a guy that doesn't know anything and he could win just because of the cards that come out and you don't know what cards are going to come out. And the thing about it is it's not it's not up to just luck alone because there's a facet of the, the game where psychology comes into play the amount that you bet comes into play. You know what I mean? When when the hand is one, it doesn't have to go all the way to the fucking the river. It could be one pre-flop. After the flop comes out, the guy might realize that he's way behind, you know? After the turn, you know, or right before, you know, sometimes it's like, after the flop comes out, and then the river comes out, I mean the turn sometimes people just kind of stick around because they already have their money in, in the pot. So they're like, well, I'm already invested. You know what I mean? Let's say they have 200 bucks in the pot. Right. So it's a 400, 400 something. If it was just two people and yeah, your 200, his 200. And then you bet, I don't know, 220. He's going to be like, "Whoa." For another 200, I could win, you know, 400. So it's an easy fucking bet, you know. So they'll bet it just to see your cards because they want to know how you acted. See, and this is another thing. People will pay to see what you had in your hand because you don't have to flip them over and show. If you win, you can just throw them in. Nobody will ever know what you had. Now, if the guy calls you at the end, you have to flip them over. To see who won, right? So let's say you played a certain hand a certain way and the guy was watching you and he's kind of evaluating you how you played it. And he wants to really know. He's like, fuck, did you really have the cards? He's like, fuck it. 50 bucks. That's what it's going to cost me to for him for all the way to the end. So you can flip over them cards. Now he paid for information. He paid 50 bucks to see How you played, let's say you had a a 10 king, right? And you played it a certain way for $50. He paid to see how you play a 10 and a king with whatever came out, right? Did you bluff a little bit? Did you get whatever? Um, Did you hit a fucking straight? Did you hit a a set? Did you hit a boat? You know what I mean? And all that information, he's going to put it in his head for the next hand. Whenever you're acting like that. Then he's going to be like, oh, he acted like this and I paid 50 bucks for that information. Now he's acting like this again. He either has it or is he smart enough to do that again with a shit hand? So I think he has it. See what I'm saying? So it's still kind of a, a guessing game, but if it's guessing, but guessing with information. So that's essentially what poker is. And I like it because of that facet. It's because you're trying to figure out these problems in your head real time with different people. And, and it's it's always a thing where you're fucking learning. So that's kind of a poker. Eh, for me, poker, I think it's kind of like I love that fucking game. So and it's a game. I don't see it as a gamble. I see it as a game that's got money attached to it. You know what I mean? So that's why kind of why I play tournaments because the money is already in. And the chips are chips, right? It's currency. It's uh, not currency. It's uh, credits, essentially. Um, live tables, like the 3, 6, 5, 10, 12, 10, 20, 50, 50 to hundred. Um, those is like actual live money. Like the chip is actually the denomination that it's on it. So. So as far as gambling. You know, yeah, I, what I would really fucking love to learn is craps. I really want to learn craps. It just, it seems like a lot. My cousin knows how to play, try to show me, but didn't really connect. Maybe one of these days I'll really make a deep dive on it and really understand it. And once I learn it, I might fucking love it. But, uh, right now roulette's kind of where I make my money. Uh, Texas Hold'em. i love to play it. And the problem is right now I can't find a fucking game. I can't find like a good home game to get into. And if I wanted to go to a casino, it's kind of a drive. So we'll see, you know, it's kind of like a, a night out. You have to, you have to drive somewhere and, uh, spend the night, not spend the night, but you'd be driving back pretty late. And Texas Hold'em's is not a quick game. It's one of those where you sit down and you enjoy it. Uh, another thing is that some people would say, don't drink alcohol when you're playing Texas Hold'em because you get a little too loose doesn't mean you won't win it just means you know you get a little too loose Um, I did leave out a whole bunch of Texas Hold'em stories but I'll say those in a different time uh, Kool-Aid and uh, uh, who else Junior I think uh, Luke would play too James obviously would play uh who else i don't think tappy ever played uh chris would play she can't it was it was mainly junior chris hoser or kool-aid and uh james i would play not i would play obviously but i had different games going on but uh so yeah gambling that's kind of my uh but not all of it but it's it's a little bit of what i know about gambling in my uh my ties to, to betting and gambling and stuff like that. So, but anyways, uh, I'll try to release another one here pretty soon. And uh, I'll talk about either a movie or, uh, or, <laughs> or, or, uh actually, you know what? I know what I'm going to talk about, but that'll come up on the next episode. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening and uh, just keep tuned in. I'll uh, release some, something else here in a bit all right thanks and see you guys later bye